Welcome to Into the Storm Leaders, the no BS podcast that ignites leadership potential and sparks innovation in the ever-evolving business landscape we all work in. I'm Joe Jurek, your host and catalyst for growth, joined by my co-host and Culture Shock senior coach, Pete Hansberger. Together, we embark on a journey to uncover the strategies, mindsets, and actions that drive truly exceptional leadership and winning culture. Whether you're an emerging leader looking to level up in your career or an accomplished executive seeking fresh perspectives. Join us as we uncover inspiring stories and thought-provoking insights from proven leaders and share practical takeaways that enable courageous leadership. Get ready to charge into the storm and become a catalyst for better workplace culture. Hey folks, Joe Jurek. Pete Hansberger. We are Culture Shock and we're excited to introduce to you the Into the Storm Leaders podcast. We're based here in Westlake, Ohio. Uh, we've worked together, the two of us, for the past year, but Culture Shock's been around since 2014. And in this introductory episode, uh, we want to give you an idea of what to expect, why to tune in and subscribe. And we'll go ahead and pin this towards the top of the profile so that that way, if you're listening a little bit later, once we've already released more episodes, you'll still be able to come back here and get an idea of what to expect uh, whether we have a guest on for an interview or it's just Peter myself uh, coming to you live with an episode. Yeah, we're excited. We're in the brand new Culture Shock Podcast studio. This podcast is going to be all about uh, interaction between Joe and myself, sharing stories of leadership, sharing stories of people charging into their storms in both a professional and a personal setting, as well as hearing from some of our clients and other industry professionals, leaders. Maybe we'll get some from different industries as well as uh, even athletics and, and all walks of life. The point is we want to figure out what it takes to charge into a storm, what that actually means, and what's on the other side of that storm too. So in this episode, I want to talk about our why, you know, what, what we're doing here, uh, what gave us the inspiration to start a podcast and start sharing, uh, and really what, what we've done that got up to this point. And let's kick it off. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have some fun when we do it too. We'll surely fall on our faces a couple times. Uh, this We've not run a bunch of podcasts before. No but we'll figure stuff out. We're totally all right with that. Knowing that something something is better than nothing perfect, right? If you're always waiting for something to be uh, 100% perfect before you get going, you never get going. So uh, well, this I, is a storm, right? This is a storm for us that we're charging into. So I, we just feel like there's so much that we've accumulated over the last 10 to 15 years of our own careers, as well as client stories that we've heard and in some cases participated in that the world should hear. For sure often some of the best stories go untold because they're not by these thought leaders and, and gurus and things like that. And in our own network, we've worked with over 300 clients uh, as, as a team at Culture Shock since we started and hear them every single day. Uh, and we'll, we'll tell you what we mean about charging into storms and all that. But I guess let, let's tell them a little bit more about ourselves, Pete. Uh, I'd love if you would kick it off for us. Just tell us uh, kind of how you got to where you are today, uh, what inspires you, anything that you want to share. Yeah, basically, you know, why, why listen to us? You know, we, we work for an organization that, that cares about developing leaders. And we talk about discover, engage, and grow leaders as, as our, our mission statement and why we exist as an organization. And, you know, my journey starts in athletics. And that's where I started to really see leadership and team dynamics at play. And I saw really good leaders or coaches in different sports. I saw a lot of really strong teams. And some of the main characteristics showed up time and time again as to why why is a team cohesive? And then some teams that I was a part of 
not very successful where, you know, it wasn't as cohesive. And so I started to ask questions like, why is that throughout those, you know, 20 plus years playing sports? And as I got a little bit older into high school and college athletics, you know, I started to pick up on the things as I became, you know, closer to an adult, you know, what, what should I be exhibiting to some of the younger players? And, and uh, what are the things that I want to make sure I'm not? And what, what do I want to be? And then, you know, joining the workforce, pretty quickly, you start to see different types of leaders. And one of our favorite uh, client activities is called the Peak Leadership Experience, where we identify characteristics of leaders that we really admire. Well, I started doing that without really knowing I was doing it, and then trying to try to be more like that over the years. And so, you know, my background's in, in not only athletics, but coaching, as well as communication studies, and, and I've been with Culture Shock over 10 years now. And so, um, it's been an interesting journey, and, and we've had a chance to work with a ton of different clients and, or, and, and you know, both for-profit, non-profit, um, public sector, private, um, and, and everything in between. But we've seen these transformations of teams due to intentional effort. We've seen transformations of individual people. We've seen a lot of people within organizations that determined they were not the right fit and moved on from those organizations uh, for the betterment of themselves and others. Uh, but, but more than anything, we've just seen people set goals and then achieve those goals. And we've tried to be that partner that can hold people accountable to doing that and, and equip them with the tools and leadership skills necessary to, to get where they want to go, both individually and as a team. Um, and we've had a lot of client success um, as a result of that. And so, you know, like Joe said, over 300 clients that we've worked with, we want to share as many of those stories as we can and hope that, that this, this podcast takes on uh, as many episodes as it possibly can. And, and obviously, we're just getting started, but we're super excited to be here. Um, so that's a little bit about my journey. I'm sure we'll get into more specifics about both of us as we move along here. But um, I'm going to throw that question right back at you, Joe. You know, what brought you to this point with Culture Shock? What attracted you to a company like ours? Um, what are some of the wins, you know, that you've experienced from clients, both with this organization and previous organizations and, and you know, what has caused you to develop your own leadership philosophy? And, and I'm excited for you to share some of the other things too, because Pete's an interesting ass dude uh, <laughs> from some of the books that I'm sure we'll talk about that you wrote, uh, just uh, the way that you live, dude, like you, you inspire me. You had a big, uh, a lot to do with me coming here and the rest of the team at Culture Shock. Uh, and I mean that so sincerely. It's just, I, I love what I do. And I've been a part of large organizations. I worked for Sony Electronics and uh, Sears for, for quite some time. Uh, worked in the startup space in, in software as a service companies and uh, have run the gamut in different industries, different organizations, uh, some with high levels of dysfunction, some that were really awesome performing teams. And uh, I've learned from all of it. And I guess what brought me here, th this into the storm mentality, it's powerful. It's no bullshit. It's something that, you know, I, I saw in the members of Culture Shock, as small but mighty as, you know, <laughs> we were and, and still are. Uh, Ron always says, we eat our own dog food. And uh, I think that the way I a little bit more eloquently like to put it, you, you advertise your principles through your actions. Like, you guys mean it. Uh, when you say you hold each other accountable to this, you know, better quality of life and doing the sort of work that you love doing. And I've always been passionate about developing leaders. Like when anytime I'm in an interview or having a conversation, uh, you get asked uh, what's brought you the most satisfaction. And 
it's so gratifying for me to develop somebody, give them a skill, uh, ask them a question that gets them to change their way of thinking, uh, especially if it's something that they keep with them for a long time. And I've been fortunate enough to work with some awesome humans and uh, have quite a few experiences where I, I led some really, really good uh, teams. And, you know, I think that's ultimately what got me here is that when I met with Ron, uh, Ron Kaminsky is our founder at Culture Shock. Through a personal connection of mine that I used to work with, I could tell that there was something authentic here. It was good people who put it together. And there was something powerful in, in the success that you were getting from a lot of the, the services and things you were helping clients with. But where I felt like I could really add value was getting it out to a larger audience and scaling it and applying some of what I had done uh, at large organizations and startups. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a little over one year in. It feels sometimes like it's it's only been a month. Right. Others like it's been a few years. But uh, this is this is why I'm here, right? It is to share my own experience that I've had outside of this place, but also since I've come and the power that it can have, and then some of the uh, amazing clients that, that we have and what they've Absolutely. shared with me too, man. Well, so. this is an example too of you amplifying the message and and getting it out to more people. Is just giving us this platform, this podcast, to be able to to share and. Honestly, I mean, we're going to be asking many times, but if you're a client and you're watching this, if you're somebody who's even not a client watching this, and you'd like us to cover a specific topic within the leadership realm, or you'd like to be a guest on the podcast because you have an Into the Storm story to tell, we definitely want to hear from you as well. For sure. Yeah, I think at a high level, uh, the things that we work with most often uh, are around workforce culture or workplace culture and how leaders have a direct impact on that culture. We focus on things like trust, communication, accountability, delegation and time management, how to uh, crush complacency and maximize engagement at the workforce, and there are just so many nuanced things in between, but it seems like every leadership conversation or dysfunctional issue that we encounter often comes back to one of those things. Right, so we'll, we'll yep. share some experiences uh, from our programs and things like that, but a lot of the conversations that we'll have uh, with other leaders will be asking to share their story, tell us about times that they recognized uh, an area they needed to work harder in or put more focus on or how they keep the right mindset uh, to, to model what they expect and to create a really healthy workplace culture because I think we, we've both been a part and so many others have been a part of an organization where you dreaded coming in on Monday. We've both been fortunate enough to be a part of a team in a place where we don't feel that way. And it's a reality. It's a thing that people can get. Uh, and everyone deserves to, to feel that sort of work, to do something, to contribute something in a way uh, that they get satisfaction from it and really enjoy and love what they're doing. So, Pete, I want to have you tell it because you've... Uh, laid a lot of the groundwork for everything that we do here. You've been uh, a huge part of it for a long time, and it's like your brain baby in a lot of ways. But Into the Storm, can you talk about the, the Buffalo mentality, sure. where it comes from and what it really is? Yeah, I was going to say, Into the Storm comes from this, this idea of what we call the Buffalo mindset. And we heard, we came across a story a little, a little more, more than a decade ago now, which essentially said that, that in the United States, Buffalo, or bison as a lot of people call them in the U.S., um, they act completely different than a lot of other animals when they see weather coming in their direction. You know, and imagine a storm coming directly at a herd of buffalo out in Wyoming or Montana or somewhere like that or Colorado where Joe, Joe was just at last week. 
working with one of our clients. And what happens is storms coming directly toward a herd of buffalo. And what they do is they actually get riled up and they turn toward the weather and charge and they run together. And what they find is if they continue moving together at the storm, it's going to be painful early on because they're running right into rain and hail in some cases and the thunder and the lightning. But if they keep moving, they get through it a lot faster because they're, they're running into something that's running at them. And what a lot of other animals experience who run away from the weather is they get rained on, they get stormed and hailed on, they end up in the most amount of pain for the longest time possible if they're running in the same direction as the weather. And a lot of times, you know, it might be because they want to outrun it, which makes sense. You know, you want to get away from something that, that brings you pain. But if they do that, it, they tend to get followed. And in a lot of cases, they, you know, they're the most wet, they're the most in pain, they end up stopping and just letting the storm uh, roll right over them. And what we find in, in a workplace setting, you know, this was a perfect metaphor for everything that we try to do for organizations, whether it's work with a leader or a leadership team directly, work with the mid-managers or the director level, work with the emerging leaders, work one-on-one, -on -one, even with an intern team, is we find that if people can choose more often than not to identify the storms in their life, which, you know, are both issues, challenges, or, or positive opportunities, if they can figure out what meeting that challenge head-on looks like and then do that, be accountable to that, and keep moving in that direction directly into that storm, they tend to get through it faster. Not only that, they get better at charging into storms. And so they spend more time in what we call the blue skies and the green grass because they've encountered something challenging. It's the old do the easy thing versus the right thing. They do the right thing. They charge into it. And they get through it faster. And, and, you know, examples of running away from the storm might be kicking the can down the road for six months to a year on an important decision or something that you know you really should do, but it's just uncomfortable. Maybe you don't want to have the conversation you need to have. Maybe you don't want to make that decision that might ruffle some feathers, even if you believe it's the right decision to make. It could be also sweeping things under the rug that go against the core values or what you stand for as an organization. Uh, it could go against just you know what you believe to be true in terms of cutting corners or making too many exceptions and getting away from what you really want to be focused on. Uh, it also could be, I'm going to sit here and hope somebody else makes the right play or makes the right move rather than taking it upon yourself to be accountable for something. That's another example of running away from the weather. And what we found is sometimes you can outrun the weather, quote unquote, or your storms for a while, but a lot of times they catch up to you. And if I have to deal with something three months from now that I really should have had to, I really should have dealt with today, a lot of times it's a bigger issue three months from now. And it's a mountain where it would have been a molehill prior to that. And so that's our metaphors just to think about, and this could be a challenge to anyone watching or listening to this right now, you know, what's a storm or two or three in your professional or personal life that you're looking into right now? Maybe it's, you're in the middle of it. Maybe it's coming up, you know, over the horizon. You know, what would it look like to charge head on into that versus to shy away from it? Uh, we promise that it's, it's not going to be easy to, to charge head on into things. Uh, but if you do that, you're going to avoid prolonging your pain. You're going to get through it faster. And of course, we can't be the bull in the china shop. We have to make decisions that are respectful and that are tactful and that are in line with what you really believe and want to be known for. Um, but so often we find there's just opportunity out there everywhere to better charge into our storms so that we get through them faster and, and get better at doing that uh, down the road. And, and in, in which case, we see clients making more decisions 
We see businesses more profitable. We see things happening faster. We see efficiencies, more processes, um, and, and a number of other positive outcomes for just identifying and charging into storms. Yep, it's uh, they're, they're really there's something to it, and I've been a beneficiary of it, and also been proud to share the the, the metaphor, the mentality with a few thousand people now since I joined, and. The, I think the trick is in identifying when you're in the moment, right? It's recognizing that, sure, there's this seemingly comfortable path, but it's going to prolong my time and pain. And if I do the thing that kind of sucks right now, I know it's not going to be the best in the moment. That's why I typically turn the other way or just not embrace it fully. I'm going to get better results faster. And it's trust in your body, right? Because I think our, our bodies tell us what's right. But once we recognize that, so often we've probably thought to ourselves, man, I wish I'd only dealt with that sooner. It would not have been nearly as big of an issue. Right. Uh, we start to look at things that way. And, and it's easier to notice when you're in the moment, when you have this situation where otherwise you might not have even thought of it. But you're like, whoa, there's two distinct paths here. And there's this thing that I kind of don't want to do. I don't, it's not my place to go confront this other employee or uh, to, to give them criticism. That's not my direct rapport. You know, that's a way of thinking that can run from storms. Uh, whereas if you take ownership for it, you're open and honest with somebody, give them some often much needed direct criticism in a compassionate manner. It not only helps that person, it helps you, it helps your team, it helps your organization. You just have to deal with the initial discomfort of doing something that feels a little weird, Right. Uh, so there, there's so many ways that it can apply. We'll, we'll talk about that all the time. And hopefully now you understand when we're talking about doing interviews and getting people to share their stories, you might already be thinking of storms that you have either charged into or avoided and realize later, like, oh, man, I, I wish I had just dealt with that and how important, meaningful it can be when somebody is able to relate that to their life and tell a story of a time that they found success, that they did the uncomfortable thing, the, the painful uh, thing, and got the better result from it. So that's what we're going to strive to achieve because we hear these stories all the time. Not every storm we talk about is going to be a major life decision. You know, we, we tell clients, and I, I truly believe this a lot of times, that, you know, a lot of times we have a hundred storms a day that we have to make these decisions and, and we could turn one direction, which is toward the storm on any individual decision or a, you know, a 30 second situation that you're dealing with, or we could turn in the wrong direction. And we have to make this choice a number of times a day, maybe a hundred times a day. You know, should I pick up the phone and make this call or should I just leave it till Monday? If it's Friday, you know, should I send an email versus should I call somebody? Um, what is actually what does done actually look like for different uh, challenges or different tasks that we have to complete? There's all these things that you know if we can get more more than fifty percent of the time charging into things versus letting them come to you too much or or hoping somebody else deals with it, you're gonna make some progress. And you know, I was even thinking about in a meeting, a storm could be. I'm not, I'm not an, you know, somebody might say I'm not an extroverted person. I don't want to raise my hand and speak up in a meeting. That might be for some people, a big storm taking an intellectual risk. But if you feel strongly enough about it, if you need to ask that question, if you need to make that, you know, push back and make that statement, 
that could be you charging into a storm, or we could talk about major life decisions and anything in between. Right. Um, for us, you know, we want to hear as many stories as we can. We'd love to hear from you as well. We're going to be sharing a lot of our stories of different clients, and you hit on something too about being uncomfortable a little bit. Sometimes it takes this, you know, being okay with being a little bit uncomfortable. I was listening to a, a podcast interview not too long ago with uh, Joe DeSanta, who who started the Spartan Race. And they had, you know, similar to the Tough Mudder. I think they actually bought Tough Mudder. But okay. uh, somebody was asking him, you know, how do we get people in this country to be more uncomfortable? He goes, how do we break out of this? You know, if you, you know, if if you if you don't want to make a decision, you don't like change. It's because we're too comfortable. How do we break people out of that? And he goes, I know how to do it. He goes, turn off all the hot water across the country. <laughs> he goes, no one can take a hot shower. People are going to get pretty comfortable being uncomfortable immediately. And I thought that was kind of funny, but no doubt. that sticks to me of just what is the equivalent of the cold shower for you sometimes? You know where you know you know you need to get yourself a little uncomfortable, but you know. I don't think a lot of people go out looking for discomfort, um, but if we can get comfortable with it or we can get okay with that happening, I think some good things can come out of that. You got to first see the value in it, right? Yep. And recognize that for you to grow, for us to learn, uh, it, it's pretty necessary. So we, we have it plastered on some of our walls uh, in the building here because outside of this room, uh, this is the Traction Leadership Center. So we have uh, enough space that, well, talk about EOS yet, but we can share what that is. Sure. Uh, we have a few different things that, that we work with clients on here. And we wanted to have kind of a, a curated space where it was free of distractions that, that a leadership team or a group of emerging leaders uh, could come together and really get shit done and embrace that discomfort. And, uh, you know, you'll see some other photos and things like that. You can check them out on cultureshock.com and on our uh, different social channels. Uh, there, there's some other videos and things that you'll see around the office here, but did want to talk about in this series or in this podcast, while yes, we're going to explore some of those, some of those stories, and we're always going to look to find new guests in our own network and outside of it. We're also going to look to do, to, to share some of the things that we've been fortunate enough to get exposed to uh, through our own experiences outside of culture shock, but also from our other team members. Like we do not profess to be, the experts in all things leadership. We're much more students of leadership who are constantly seeking out new models, new principles, new points of inspiration and techniques and things like that, that you know, we, we kind of serve as curators of a lot of these different proven systems and uh, then create our own content and programs based on a lot of that inspiration. So we'll look to share that with you, but I wanted to make a point of saying, uh, like, we are going to get better every single day, right? We're constantly learning. We're going to learn from you and learn from the stories that, that people are telling us. Uh, and along the way, we'll stumble upon some things or may have already done so that uh, we'll, we'll find could be helpful. Yeah. Uh, it could be advantageous. Like, one of the largest issues we deal with or most common issues that uh, we find leaders at all levels have is having a good a, a, a good conversation about accountability. Being able to set the right expectations, have open and honest two-way uh, exchange of criticism and do so in a manner that has like positive accountability. It is a gift. It is a service. So a lot of what we talk about 
is centered around that because we know that's a storm that comes up a lot. Yeah, have you ever heard somebody in your own company say, this place needs a little more accountability or what's the biggest problem here, challenge here, accountability. And then what you find is that each person you ask will say that the, the company needs more accountability, but that they're individually doing a great job with accountability. Right. So you end up, you know, the more people you talk to around accountability, everybody wants it. Um, but the challenge is putting it into practice and being okay with it um, when you're on the receiving end of accountability and getting good at deploying that positive accountability, which I'm excited, you know, down the road to share what we mean by a positive accountability, because we don't think accountability has to be a punishment. We right. think it's something that's very needed. And anyone who's a high performer or somebody who's interested in career development um, and interested in the success of the company, they should seek out accountability because it's helpful to you. It's helpful to me. Right. We need it. You get less and less of it. The more senior in your career you get. When you're earlier in your uh, journey, you're getting accountability from everywhere. There's multiple layers of leaders above you. Uh, everyone wants to tell you how to do things, right? And hold you accountable for things. But when you get to the senior leader or executive level, people naturally fear speaking truth to power. And you often get these major blind spots uh, where, where people don't realize that the things they're doing aren't helpful because nobody is holding them accountable, right? So that, that's a big aspect of it as well. Yep. I Before we get too far into this, I, I would love to share, like we talked about how we got here, but sure. there's a lot of things that have inspired us some of which our other team members are certified in, uh, some of which are up on the wall behind us. But uh, you introduced me to so many of these. Do you mind just sharing, talk a little bit about maybe EOS, Colby, uh, some of the, the books or, or different models that, that are core to what we do? Sure, absolutely. And if you have not read any of these resources, you know, feel free to to pick them up, send us messages. We might be willing to send out a copy or two of some books to uh, a couple different listeners. You know, one of the, the keystones of what we do at Culture Shock comes from a book called Traction. And it was it was written by Gino Wickman. Um, this is the entrepreneurial operating system. And, it, and we have three implementers uh, on our team right now that implement this strategic planning and execution process for uh, small to mid-sized organizations. And so I highly recommend Traction. There's also, you know, there's a whole family of books related to Traction called Get a Grip and uh, a number of others. But this whole EOS process will will help both professionals, individually, leadership teams, and, and entire organizations. So we highly recommend that. And I know, Joe, you, you know, you came across this as well in learning about Culture Shock. And we run on EOS ourselves. We have dozens of clients that we are helping implement through the process now as well. EOS has been a big one. Like the EOS life is one of the quickest to consume in that library of books. Uh, there's what the heck is EOS, Rocket Fuel, as Pete said. There's a bunch of them. But that has been life-changing for me just to be part of a company that operates on EOS and then additionally to be that close to a few people that are certified at different levels Sure. Uh, within the entrepreneurial operating system to help other companies adopt it. It's huge. Uh, it, it's been a game changer for for me as a person and a professional. Sure. There's been quite a few others. I mean, I, I know we could kind of rattle off 10 or 20, and I, I think we can hit a few just so people understand kind of our baseline. But uh, we're, we're big believers in pretty much anything Patrick Lanchoni and the Table Group have done. Uh, five dysfunctions of a team is... 
something that's absolutely important to us that we can resonate with uh, quite a bit. Radical Candor by Kim Scott has helped me personally. Uh, I'm a reformed people pleaser and can tell you that when I talk about folks having a hard time with the tough conversations and uh, delivering open and honest criticism, like for a lot of my career, I absolutely did. Uh, so I benefit greatly from that. You introduced me to Extreme Ownership. Yeah, my favorite book on accountability, written by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, a pair of retired Navy SEALs. That's It's taking accountability to the max, Yeah, what it I, really is. Yeah. I love that one. Anytime we get to introduce that or expose somebody to that, you, you can see something click. Right. And then, I mean, so many others. Liz Weissman, I had the pleasure of working with her not too long ago uh, at a conference in the Caribbean, and she did a workshop on multipliers. Multipliers is a great take on leadership, so is uh, impact players, which is more for like the second or third layer down uh, of leaders in an organization. Sure. And any other ones that you want to mention? Just that. Well, I was going to say that we we are constantly coming across more books too. We you know we're at the point now where clients will give us a book and they'll encourage that we read it, and then we'll give clients books, and and so we have this this really good back and forth. You know. I, I'm reading a book right now called Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday, which I'm really enjoying that a client actually gave me about a month ago and happened to have some uh, air, airline trips over the last month that I was able to read on some planes. We could look behind us. We could rattle off you know, even more, but those will get you started. Maybe the last one I'd recommend was, is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. You know, that's a good one. If you're trying to figure out individually, you know, what do you stand for as a leader, as an individual contributor, um, to try to figure out, you know, why you think you're, you know, you were either put on this planet from a work standpoint or even from a personal standpoint, you know, what gets you out of bed in the morning? That that's one that I'd recommend. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I was, I was curious too from your standpoint, Joe. I know we want to talk a little bit about like any high level goals that we have for this podcast. You know, in addition to what we've already talked about, obviously we want we want people to hear stories about the the into the storm mentality. We want you know we want you to be able to share your own stories and get some value from ours. Anything else that you'd like to make sure that listeners are going to be picking up from us having these conversations or things that we're going to make sure that people are taking away. We want this to be no bullshit, super authentic, real world application. The same way that any of the work that we do is, right? It's not theory based or professor led. It's like anything we talk about should be something that can apply today in 2023. Like th things have evolved quite a bit. Uh, we, we keep a, a good, healthy pulse of uh, the shifts and are, are always talking about what can be applied. Uh, in, in the work that we do, like we're, we're anti-consultants. We uh, don't work on retainers or long-term contracts or any of that stuff. And it's just because we don't want to uh, work with somebody that we're not giving value to. Uh, and we mean it, right? We, we stand by that. And the same thing goes for this. Uh, all that we want to do is, is talk about things that uh, you, you can have a tangible takeaway and some sort of benefit that you get from it uh, because a lot of times people don't know where to go, who to listen to, you know, re really just somebody who speaks their language and gets it and that they can relate with. And that's what we're setting out to do here is that uh, we, we've had a lot of our, a fair amount of experience on our own. We're fortunate enough to get, to get exposed to and uh, be in an environment where we're constantly learning from some really, really talented and smart people. Uh, and that's something that at different stages in my career, I would have found super freaking helpful. 
So if I could relate with the person on the other end of it and it didn't seem stuffy, corporate, or, uh, you know, like jargon, then I'd probably tune in. And that, that's what I hope some people feel uh, at the end of this episode, at the end of every episode, is that you're, you're getting something that's thought-provoking, that's meaningful, that you can do something with, and that you're not bored throughout the process. Like, we're going to do our best and, and find some fun ways to uh, make it entertaining as well. I think one of the segments that uh, we, we plan on doing are more a microcast format, so some five-minute or less episodes that you'll see on here where, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a, a movie or a, a historic event or, or sporting moment or something and have a healthy debate about what are the admirable qualities, the into the storm, courageous leadership qualities, and what are the things that, man, I would never want to work for that person and, and argue about some of that stuff too, which I think you'll get a kick out of. But Yeah, I want to debate, was Michael Scott a good leader? Was he a good boss and a good leader? Was Mark Zuckerberg a good leader in the social network? You know, right. things like that. I want to get into a little bit of that, these hypotheticals. Even if they were terrible, you'd never want to work for them. What, what are the traits that made them more desirable to work for right. and that kind of stuff, right? We can tie back what we talked about, trust, communication, accountability, delegation, and, and time management, and complacency. I mean, we could find that in just about every pop culture reference, you know, most people can think of, whether it's movies or books or otherwise. So for sure. we want to get into a little bit of that to have some fun. Like I want to, I want to have some of those debates and, and, uh, and things like that. Some other things I was thinking about is I want to just, you know, goal is to share as many leadership journey stories as possible. We find that, you know, for all the books and all the curriculum material that's out there, um, what usually sticks with people are the stories. So if Joe and I are doing keynote speeches, if we're, if we're leading workshops, uh, a lot of what people remember six months from, you know, the time we do that are the stories. And, and that's part of why we've, we've stuck with the Buffalo mentality. And it's just, it's just stuck with us in, individually. Uh, it's, it's attracted people uh, to want to understand, want to know what we're doing and what, you know, be a part of what we're, what we're a part of. Um, it's just one of the stories. Um, yep. Number two, I want to give people equipment to help help them achieve you know their own version of living in that blue sky or the green grass. So you know any tools that we can provide to you, any what we call coaching drivers in our own Culture Shock coaching program. You know we want you to feel like you you leave every episode with a little more equipment than you you walked in or uh, or you know then you put your headphones on to listen to in the first place. Uh, and then the last thing, my goal is to just help anyone who needs to hear that. That whatever that next level of achievement is for you, that it, it is possible. And and just as simple as that, you know, to, to walk in with an open mind or, or even a closed mind that you know, I've got this issue at work, I've got this challenge with one of my team members, I've got this, you know, revenue problem, you know, and I don't even think it's possible to solve. I want, want to open everybody's mind to things that are possible. And we have stories of clients that thought their issues were unsolvable and it took time or it took drastic action, but, but they solved these issues. So, you know, the, it is possible mentality. If we believe it, if you charge into the storm enough times, you know, you might have to run into the same storm 15 different times, but, but eventually you're going to get through it because, you know, these things don't last forever. So that's uh that's what I'd like to make sure that we're, we're bringing to the table for, for all of our listeners. Our goal is to uh, to fill the horseshoe, right? Like we're we're kind of we're from Ohio. Yeah, explain that a little uh, bit. We're, we're we're Buckeye fans, but if you walk outside this office, uh, we've got uh, something on well an, an entire board 
that is the Horseshoe Stadium in Columbus. Uh, and we filled up about 31,000 of the seats so far with leaders who we've made a direct and positive impact on. And this is a, a part of helping us realize that goal uh, of filling it up. We've got quite a way to go. Uh, what, what's the capacity? I think it's 108,975. 108,975 seats in that stadium at max capacity. I think it was a Michigan uh, Ohio State game. Yep. So we get we got a way to go there, but uh, feeling you know celebrate the wins along the way that we've already made an impact or been in front of had a direct contribution to over 30,000 leaders. Sure. And we're not counting people twice either. So right. if we if we work with somebody once or three times, we're counting them for one person and and that's our way of tactically uh, measuring our progress. You know, we feel like if we can make an impact on that many people over 108,000, you know, in a, a decade or or decade plus, if we can do that, those people likely will then turn around and a lot of them will make an impact on more people. And so if you know, if you can assume that anybody you've made a real impact on will then turn around and make that impact on 10 other people, then we're getting into the million range. Right. And from our small but mighty team in our office here in Westlake, Ohio, you know, if we can, if we can, you know, do authentic work like Joe talked about, that no BS approach, help people with real issues to make an impact on, you know, 100,000 plus, and they make an impact, uh, to make an impact on a million people, whether it's directly or indirectly, We'll feel like we're living out our mission, whether, you know, regardless of, of what are the other factors are involved. Hell, even if there's one or two really good ones along the way, that still gets us going, right? Like, yep. if it's yep. less shitty leaders, that means more strong workplaces, more companies with good culture, which means that a ton of people benefit from that, right? And yep. Well, the um, Gallup results are, you know, the, the latest polls were something 30 to 35% of people are, are actively disengaged or, or less than 40% of people across the country are, are, you know, consider themselves engaged at work or, or living up to what they think is their full potential. I mean, if we can add a few percentage points to that just based on the efforts that we're making and help a lot of people turn this, I, I have to go to work, I have to do this. It turned that from that to I get to do this, eliminate the Sunday scaries throughout the country and, and maybe even beyond. You know, one at one person at a time is what you know what we're, what it takes sometimes, but that's why we're here. Yep. Quick wrap up. Uh, quick question. You know, I was curious. Any storm, Joe? That you know, maybe we can leave people with that you see coming down from a professional standpoint. Coming over the horizon for you in the near future. You, you like to do it on, on the moments that tell me ahead of time, but that's good. That's how we'll try to do it. Uh, so a AI is huge. Like That's something I'm personally trying to charge into with and for us. But just looking at how we get work done differently between the gig economy, gig economy which isn't going away, uh, automation, which is evolving every day, and AI, which is just doing things we couldn't have even imagined. Uh, in the past, I'd rather be an early adopter, not a you know slave to it, but somebody who is willing to figure some of that stuff out. That is a major storm. It's going to totally change the way that we live and work and experience life. So uh, charging into that one at times is going to be overwhelming. I'm hoping that it gets us to better results faster. For me, it's the intimidating opportunity and exciting opportunity of being more process-driven within an organization. You know, Joe and I both have young kids, uh, both have a pair of young kids, uh, busy home life, busy work life. You know, the travel demands uh, have ramped up, especially since, you know, the pandemic. 
um, it came to a close there. And, and, you know, the, the necessity for us at Culture Shock to be more process driven, to actually uh, to spend the time that's required to further processize everything that, that we do, you know, is, is a major challenge. And, and, you know, we don't have uh, a team that's in the hundreds that can be documenting these things, uh, but we are actively working on it ourselves. And it's, you know, a lot of it, I feel a strong sense of ownership to get the meetings on the calendar, to, to follow up with the action items, to make sure things get done uh, so that we can be more process driven. That's what, that's what the storm is right in front of me right now. Well, I think that's about it for the first episode, folks. We appreciate you tuning in, listening to our very first episode of Into the Storm Leaders podcast. Please go ahead and subscribe, give us feedback, leave comments, leave reviews. Uh, you can find this on pretty much all the major podcast platforms. Uh, you can also find the video portion of it if you were listening only on this one uh, on YouTube. You can you know follow or subscribe on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Just connect with us wherever you are already are uh, for additional resources and uh, content and things like that that we spin out of these. But folks, again, thank you very much. We hope that you'll tune back in soon for the next episode of Into the Storm Leaders. Pete, you're the man. Appreciate Thanks. You. See you guys.